The Unitarian Universalist Church of Ventura, California, in collaboration with other local UU congregations, presents a homily by award-winning musician and speaker Liam Morris, titled In the Moment, recorded on Sunday morning, April 25th, 2021. Good morning and welcome to worship with the Unitarian Universalist Church of Ventura and the Unitarian Universalist congregations in Santa Paula, the Conejo Valley, Santa Barbara Galita, and San Luis Obispo. We, we are together, we will be mighty this morning. And we are also together able to bring the music and the wisdom of Leah Morris, a gifted singer and songwriter who many of us have already heard because she has been generously offering videos of her music throughout this pandemic time. Leah Morris describes herself as a singer, songwriter, parent, teacher, perpetual student, and child of the universe. Her music has carried her across two continents, North America and Europe, and now she comes to us. I am the Reverend Dana Warsnop, uh, and it is my great pleasure and honor to serve the Unitarian Universalist Church of Ventura, who are the hosts of this of this church service. It is it is also a pleasure and honor to be part of this cluster of truly wise and kind clergy colleagues, many of whom are sharing this worship with us today. One of the unexpected gifts of COVID time has been these collaborative services, which has deepened our collegial relationships, our support of one another and our friendship. We begin our services with an acknowledgement that the land we live upon is the ancestral home of indigenous peoples. On this part of coastal, of coastal California, this is tribal communities of the Chumash people. And so I welcome all into this virtual space made sacred by our presence together. Let us breathe now together, arrive here in this present moment, the only moment we have. Let us enter sacred space. Good morning. I'm Celia Ortenberg, a worship associate with the UU Church of Ventura, and I hope that everyone today has a chalice and something to light it with. Let's all light our chalices together.
We begin our service this morning with these words from the Reverend Kathleen McTeague, which I have adapted slightly for this moment. We come together this morning to remind one another to rest for a moment, to rest on the forming edges of our lives, to resist the headlong tumble into the next moment until we claim for ourselves aliveness and gratitude, taking the time to look into one another's faces and see their communion, the reflection of our own eyes, the reflection of our own souls. This place of laughter and silence, memory and hope, is made holy by the presence of all of us here together in this moment. Come, let us worship together. Hello, UUC of Ventura. My name is Leah Morris, and it is a pleasure to be with you today. I hope you'll sing this song with me. It's a, it's a welcome song written by Daniel Neymar. Kristen Rahm. I'm the spiritual care counselor for Hospice of Santa Barbara. 
And this morning, I share an African wisdom tale retold by Reverend Dana. Long ago and far away, there were two cities, Slow Terra and Move Arium. Both settled at the foot of a very tall and very beautiful mountain, less than one day's walk from each other. Close as these peoples were, they were very different. They wore different clothing. They ate different foods. The Slotarians loved to sing, while the Muvarians only wanted to dance. And though they were just a day's walk apart, they hardly ever saw each other. They were just too different to be interested in getting together. About the only thing they agreed upon was the beauty of their mountain and that no one from either city should ever climb to the top of this mountain because everyone from both cities knew that a monster lived in a cave at the top of the mountain, a fierce, scary, and dangerous monster. So every five years, the people of Muvarium and Slow Terra would hold a council to discuss matters of mutual interest, which really means they talked about how they might clear their mountain of the monster so they could enjoy it but they could not agree upon a plan. Until finally, one year, the leaders agreed to send out an expedition to clear the mountain of the monster. The, each city picked four of their bravest, most thoughtful explorers. The Muvarians, well, they came ready with ropes and packs and machetes. The slow Terrans brought tents and sleeping bags and cooking equipment, and off they set. The Muvarians took the lead because, well, they liked to move. They hacked away at the thick vegetation and moved upward with efficiency. The slow Terrans climbed steadily and steadfastly after them, they kept up as best they could for half of a day, and then they stopped. The Muvarians took them a while, but then they realized the Slotarians were no longer behind them. So they turned around and came back down the mountain until they found the Slotarians resting and singing near a river. Why have you stopped? Are you so tired after just a few hours? The Slotarians answered, it's not that we're so tired. It's that we have been moving so quickly that we have left our souls behind. We stopped to give them time to catch up. Join us. The Moverians didn't understand, but since it was close to dusk already, they set up camp. They each cooked their own dinners. The Slotarans sang, the Moverians danced, each on their own side of the campsite. 
The next day, the same thing happened. The Muverans pushed ahead, followed steadily by the slow Terrans, and they all stopped midday so that their souls, all of them, could catch up. And so it went. But each night, they had a little more fun in camp till they were eating food together. And finally, on the last night in camp, the slow Terrans danced and the Moverans sang. And then the next morning, they knew they were going to reach the top of the mountain. And so they anxiously wondered what they'd find. And as they climbed, the slow Terrans marveled at how quickly they were getting to the top. And the Moverans were astonished by how much fun they had had all along the way. And finally, they reached the summit. And they looked about. They searched. They searched. There was not a monster to be found. No cave, no monster, nothing scary at all. But the view, the view was beautiful. And so they all looked and out over the vista of the mountains and far away, they could see their two cities. And from this vantage point, it was clear that they were neighbors not so distant at all. And they turned back toward each other, laughing, realizing that they had arrived whole together, that they could see their souls in each other's eyes. And so my friends, let us slow down and not get too far ahead of our souls. Good morning. I'm the Reverend Betty Stapleford. I'm the Affiliate Community Minister for Social Justice at our congregation in Santa Paula. And I am the Minister Emerita from Chalice Unitarian Universalist Fellowship in Thousand Oaks. There was a story I heard a long time ago before electronic money exchange about two pieces of paper money sharing stories about their lives. The $5 bill asked the 20 what she had been doing, and she recounted lots of exciting places she had been and things she had done. And the 20 asked the five about her adventures, to which she answered, oh, you know, church, church, church. And so this morning, we gather to be grateful and gather to contribute to the ongoing support of our congregations and to groups and organizations in the greater community and beyond. So it's with gratitude that we dedicate our donations to the congregations gathered here in support of their enduring vision and values for good in our world and in all their lives and all our lives. And let's remember that $20 bills or their equivalent can have fun at church too. Now you'll see some links posted in the chat with the way in which you can donate to your own congregation. While we pass the plate for the offering this morning, you may look at those links and move in and give generously to either your congregation support or to the projects that they support. 
While we enjoy get music by our guest presenter today, please think about all the ways you can share your gifts every day. she has shared with us. And may we see the many blessings we can share with others as we go ahead in this day and this time and into the future. I'm Reverend Tamara Casanova Suzuki, and it is my joy to serve Live Oak Unitarian Universalist Congregation. And I just to encourage us all, as my uh, colleague Reverend Rod Richards uh, says often, we all need to have a little more sacred flexibility. And I love how we just sort of roll with it and all comes out well in the end. Mm -hmm. So as our souls are catching up with us, I invite us into this time of hearing and just slowing down. So I invite you to put your feet on the ground, maybe take a deep breath. As I share with you our reading this morning, it's called The Poignancy of Living in These Days, and it was written by Richard Gilbert. I inhale and exhale in regular rhythm, an act so common, it never occurs to me to pay attention. And when I do, I am overwhelmed with the wonder of it all. I eat my food as I have done for a thousand, thousand days. A practice so frequent, I hardly notice the miraculous million events that happen in my body. And when I do, I am taken with their singular beauty. I greet my loved ones, as I have greeted them for years, a habit that I pass off casually until I realize the deep poignancy of greetings and farewells, how precious they are, how they touch deeper feeling chords each time. Perhaps it is middle age or old age, or perhaps some sentiment grows within me 
or perhaps I'm awakening to life in ways transcending my usual semi-awake state of being. The poignancy of living in these days penetrates me, burrows deep into the psyche or soul or spirit. I know not what. I only know that I feel things more deeply with the passing of the years, that the common things of life become uncommon, that the ordinary becomes extraordinary, that the habitual becomes sacred. Bittersweet is the poignancy of living in these days. I awaken myself and bow down in deep gratitude. Thank you so much for that beautiful reading, Reverend Tamra. Good morning, everyone. I'm Reverend Nika Eaton-Gwyn, and I'm very honored to serve Chalice Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of the Conejo Valley. So I'd like to invite us now into a time of meditation, reflection, or just quiet. Please feel your feet on the ground if that's available to you. And you might want to notice how you are supported by the ground or by your chair or even by your bed if you're in bed. I invite you now to allow your shoulders to drop and just become present if there's any tension in your body that you might like to invite to melt, melt away. And now become aware of your breath, breathing in and breathing out. Become curious about where in your body you most feel your breath. Do you feel it below your nostrils or in your chest or in your belly? Start observing your breath going in and out. And as you breathe in, you may wish to think to yourself, alive, alive. And as you breathe out, you may wish to think to yourself, Grateful, grateful. Let these words ride on your breath as you breathe in alive and as you breathe out grateful. And just for this moment, I invite you, as Richard Gilbert suggests, to transcend our usual semi-awake state of being and notice the miracle of this present moment, breathing here on this earth at this time, in this place, this morning. Notice the poignancy of living in these days. Become aware that the ordinary act of breathing becomes extraordinary. 
Each breath in and each breath out means we are alive. The breath keeps us alive. So notice how our breath becomes sacred as we realize it is far from ordinary. Because one day, my friends, we will no longer have this gift. It is precious, each breath, alive, grateful. I will now ring our chime to mark a brief period of silence and invite us to continue noticing our breath during that time. If we feel 
just draw near to your own in a peace of mind cause it will guide your heart if you will stand still and get into the a somewhat personal question or series of personal questions and the beauty is you can answer out loud where you are I won't hear you <laughs> the first question is where are you when are you why are you you know where I'm going with this. How? How are you? Hmm. Who are you? And if you take the time to ask yourself those questions, you'll recognize that the answers that you give now will never be the same again. As a matter of fact, Rumi puts it best when he says, the moment is all there is. The past doesn't exist anymore. And the future doesn't exist yet, except in our imaginations in both directions. Unless we start talking about some uh, interesting theories about time and dimensions, which totally fascinate me. But as far as our experience of reality right now, as it is, this moment is all that exists. I love the, the, the holy scripture, <laughs> one might say, in which Piglet asks Pooh, Pooh, what is your favorite day? And Pooh doesn't even take any time to think about it. He doesn't come up with any of the holidays, doesn't even come up with his birthday. He says, why today? Of course, because what other day exists even? So that leads me to the question of, what of it? So what? Now is all there is. The moment is all there is. What about it? Well, I think we can ask ourselves the question that led Thich Nhat Hanh to the answer that this moment is not only all it is, all there is, but it is the doorway to all other moments. So if this moment is the doorway to all other moments, it doesn't really matter where we find ourselves and how and when. What matters is what we choose to do with the answers to that question. So I know I'm in the company of people who have great vision of what's possible in the world and perhaps who have at times been disappointed <laughs> at best, enraged, sorrowed, 
and perhaps of a belief that what is experienced in the world right now can never be healed. And that can be looked at from a very personal perspective and on the most global scale. That sometimes we find ourselves looking at this now moment and going, this is completely unacceptable. What I'm looking at, the where I am, the earth, the, the, the circumstances as they show up for me personally in my life or as they show up for my fellow humanity, as they show up for my family on earth, it's unacceptable. This now is not working for me. I want out of this now. Get me out of this now. But what we can recognize is that the past Although it doesn't exist anymore, it has a gift for us. Within its, its wake, it has the capacity for us, if we choose, to learn. It has for us the capacity to even reframe and decide what the meaning what the, the experience is going to give to us, how we're going to be enriched by our past if we so choose. But that can only happen now. It doesn't happen in the past because the past doesn't exist anymore. We have the opportunity to learn and grow and expand now. The choice or the choice to keep repeating those same actions, those same mindsets, that same way of living together or living within ourselves that we all can agree aren't working for everyone. If we want something different than what we experienced in the past, then we have to make different choices now. And if we look into the future, and we even have the slightest glimmer of hope, of faith, that something different than now can exist, or that the best parts of now can continue and, and grow and expand and become more of our experience, then it's up to us not to get so caught up in the vision of the future that we forget that it can only be realized in the present. We can't jump into the future and make something happen, but we can be what we want to have happen in this moment. The fleeting nature of the moment is part of what makes it so precious. We don't, ideally, we don't wanna let any single one of our moments passing without our intending for it to be the best that we can make of it. We want the wind of change that is blowing from the past into the future that we vision to touch us in this moment now and allow us to move with it in the direction that we choose. Feel the wind of change. Be Feel the wind of change.
change, possibility of change, the possibility, the prospects of experiencing something new. I have this habit of getting a little bit ahead of myself <laughs> and, and losing sight of the now and getting really in the future, sometimes to the detriment of the now, sometimes forgetting that where we're going, our process of becoming is a constant forward motion through now moments, that what we are is a culmination of choice after choice after choice, and none of our choices is insignificant. Every moment in which we show up, whether we're in full awareness or not, we are creating who we are. We are creating, co-creating with the rest of, of, of humanity, the rest of our world what we experience. So it behooves us to have awareness of each of our moments, of each of our choices, and to have a vision of where we're going so that informs our choices, but not to get so far ahead of ourselves that we forget the significance of each now. In Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, which I will admit I haven't completely read. It's on my shelf, but I haven't finished it. But he mentions a practice called karma yoga that is centuries old, perhaps millennia old, in which a person recognizes the choices that they're making now as being a single, a moment into itself without looking forward to any desired result, without thinking, okay, if I do this work, then I'll have this this compensation. If I create this art piece, then I'll be recognized in this way. And I know that that's a, a temptation that all of us fall into. It's the way actually we're taught to 
exist in the world. I do my grade, I do my homework and I get good grades and then I'll get this education and then I'll get this job, which is valid. And this, this I'm introducing this idea not to invalidate the way we function, but to offer an alternative view. What if we taught our children, what if we taught ourselves to visit each of our opportunities for the joy of the doing without an expectation that it has to turn into this, without this obsession that we all have, that I'm going to have this compensation, I'm going to create this, whatever it is, but that in this moment, I feel compelled by my love, by my intuition to show up to this moment a hundred percent with no attachment to how it's going to turn out that I'm giving myself over to this moment, trusting that when I do, whatever comes next, whatever, whatever step lights up in front of me is another opportunity to do the same thing, to show up with all of my love, to show up with all of my heart. You know, maybe it's a game. Maybe it's a sport. Maybe it's time with people you care for. Whatever it is, I think it's a worthwhile practice to at least show up to whatever choices you're making and just let them be for their own sake. I heard a proverb recently, a Mexican saying that they buried us without the knowledge that we were seeds. And that made me think on so many levels of so many things, but I, I feel that it applies to this message as well. Now seeds, caterpillars, from a natural perspective, as far as we know, they're acting on instinct. In the ideal conditions, a seed can't not grow and a caterpillar can't not butterfly. <laughs> Right. That that's it's in their programming. That's what they are. It's what they they be. We human beings have a level of self-awareness and consciousness that allows us to choose not to grow. We might feel ourselves buried in this now moment. We may look around us and see that the circumstances resemble death. So being in a now moment that brings to mind so much death, that in fact is one in which there is so much death. Is that the now that we choose to be the completion of the story? Or can we be like seeds? Can we say that this burial, this time of darkness can be an opportunity to reflect on who we are, on what we choose to be, on how we choose to emerge, whether we choose to emerge from the soil, from the potentially fertile soil of this time? Or do we choose to die in the dirt? That's up to us. 
It's up to us what we choose to do right now. Now, seed can only emerge when its time is right. We have a little bit more say in how we show up in those dark, dirt, deep, womb-like moments of our lives. We can stay in that dirt as long as we want. We can end the story in the dirt, if that's what we choose. Or we can emerge. We can say moment by moment, I choose to be a blossom. I choose to be the thing that looks up out of the dirt, that takes that chance, that has the courage to peer out, to be beautiful, to be present, to learn from my burial experience, to grow and to expand and to show others, other seeds, that that is an option for us. I heard someone say that growth and intentional creation is not like a college degree. It's not a thing that you work for a little bit and you get and you're like, boom, I got this and I can put it on the wall. It's a joyful task that we get to show up to moment by moment by moment, now by now by now. So I have to ask you again, where are you? It may appear that you're in the same place where you were when I first asked that question. But you can never be in the same place twice. Who are you? You're a different person now than you were when I asked that question a few moments ago. So am I. We're creating ourselves moment by moment by moment. So let's do so in joy, in love, and with full intention. At the start of any given day, there is mystery available. There is a game waiting for an open heart to say yes. Here I am.
Okay, please join me in prayer. <sighs> Holy beingness of many names and no name, calling us to the present moment again and again. Spirit of life which dwells within and among and beyond us, on this given day and always. May we continue to create ourselves and the world. May we continue to love this world and all its creatures in all its beauty with all that is still unacceptable. May we be grateful for each moment that justice breaks out, though that justice for George Floyd and too many others remains incomplete. May we stay in the comforting and sweetly dark earth when we need to. Yet may we also hear the call to life, the call to emerge and be beautiful, outraged, powerful, joyful. May we show up joyfully moment by moment, not getting so far ahead of ourselves that we miss the reflection of our own souls in the eyes looking back at us from above a mask. Even as we feel buried, may we know that we are seeds who can yet grow and become. We are all seeds who may yet grow and become. And may all those who are ill find healing. May those who are in despair find hope. May those who are without shelter find home. And may all those suffering conflict and war throughout the world, may they, may we too know peace. Amen. May it be so.
Please um, join Reverend Dana in extinguishing your chalice at home. We extinguish the flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. Those we carry in our hearts until we are together again. While I'm here and before we hear the, uh, the final uh, musical benediction from Leah Morris, um, some people have been asking, uh, she, this is her website. Did I just put that in the chat? There we go. Here's her website. It's thisisleah.com. And uh, there will be a recording of this service available, including the one track that we got a little out of place with, and I don't think we've heard. So now let us hear one more time from Leah Morris and then come back together and I'll give you some information about where we're going next. It has been so good to be with all of you in this moment, in this time. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much, UUC Aventura, for the opportunity to be with you this day. And we only have this moment and ourselves to dedicate to whatever vision, whatever vision we choose to create in the world. So let's now take this time to sing to, for, about, and through what we intend. I hope you'll allow me to, uh, to speak for us all in choosing this song. As for me and my house, you will find a serving peace. As for me and my house, you will find a serving peace. As for me and my house, you will find a serving peace. Peace for all right now. As for me and my house, you will find a serving joy. As for me and my house, you will find a serving joy. As for me and my house, you will find a serving joy. Joy for all right now. As for me and my house, you will find a serving love. As for me and my house, you will find a serving love. As for me and my house, you will find a serving love, love for all right now. As for me and my house, you will find a serving love. As for me and my house, you will find a serving love. As for me and my house, you will find a serving love, love for all right now. As for me and my house, you will find a serving love. As for me and my house, you will find a serving love. As for me and my house, you will find a serving love, love for all right now. As for me and my house, you will find 
with a serving love as for me and my house you'll find a serving love as for me and my house you'll find a serving love love for all right now let there be joy for all right now let there be peace for all right Just wow. Thank you, Leah, for offering us your hope, your power, your music. And it is, it's been so wonderful to be able to share this all together as the Channel Islands cluster of congregations. So go forth in good health, go forth in love, go forth in peace, go forth and chat. We hope you've enjoyed In the Moment presented by Leah Morris, recorded on April 25th, 2021 for the Unitarian Universalist Church of Ventura, California, in collaboration with other local UU congregations.